The NBA playoffs are heating up, and so is the action at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. With same-game parlays, live betting, odds boosts, and so much more, don't miss out as the NBA postseason winds down. And if you're new to DraftKings, you got to check this out. New customers bet 5 bucks to get 150 in bonus bets instantly. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use code ROSS. That's code ROSS for new customers to get 150 in bonus bets when you bet just 5 bucks. Only on DraftKings. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit www.1800gambler.net in New York. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY 467-369. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly. On behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort in Kansas, 21-plus age varies by jurisdiction. Void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See dkng.com slash football for eligibility and deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources. If you'd like to make your NFL games a little more interesting, you've come to the right place. It's the Even Money Podcast with Ross Tucker and Steve Fezzik. Yeah, Vegas, baby, Vegas. We are almost there. Two weeks from tomorrow, we've got actual real NFL games, or at least one. Eagles, Falcons, kick things off. I will be there on the sideline for Westwood One, and I am giddy with anticipation. This is the only podcast you need to bet pro football. We'll give you some college football and some other stuff from time to time, but we are the best NFL podcast out there for sports betting, if we don't say so ourselves, primarily because Steve is the only two-time winner of the Super Bowl of professional football gambling the Super Contest at the Westgate Casino. When I say Steve, I mean Steve Fezzik. You can check him out on Twitter, at Fezzik Sports, and only at Fezzik Sports, by the way. And we are presented always by our dudes over at betonline.ag. Football season's back. Head over to betonline.ag. Use that promo code PODCAST1 to get a 50% sign-up bonus. I'm a former NFL offensive lineman who was up almost 40 units last season. Man, I'm a little nervous, Steve. I I don't want to uh, jinx it. Hopefully I can get it done for you guys this year again. At Ross Tucker NFL is my Twitter handle. If you want to check out any of our other shows, we got a fantasy one. we got the Ross Tucker Football Podcast. We've got a college podcast. They're all available over at RossTucker.com, or you can just know when they're posted by following at RTF Podcast. That's our main feed on Twitter as well. All right, so Steve, now we got every week two preseason game in the book. So before we get to the NFC North, we'll finish breaking down the NFC North this week, NFC West next week. And then it's week one, which is hard to believe, but I, I just can't wait. I love it. I even love watching the preseason games and watching the players and just kind of getting a better feel for who I think will be where and do what this year. Any other reaction to any of the week two preseason? I guess, uh, you know, talking on the Raw Tucker Football Podcast and elsewhere this week, I guess my biggest reaction is these rookie quarterbacks, for the most part, 
continue to be pretty impressive. I know Vegas hates them, but uh, they've been pretty impressive, with the notable exception, by the way, of Lamar Jackson, but he's not going to play anyway. Exactly, yes. So Lamar Jackson really shouldn't have been taken in the first round. We shouldn't even include him in our discussion. And if we talk about the big four rookies, all of them have arguably performed now at a level slightly better or better than Vegas really expected. I guess maybe the one uh, exception is Allen did play a bad game in week one, but he had showed market improvement in week two. But even having said all this, the second that any of these guys get reported as starting, Vegas will bet against them. That's what Vegas does. We don't like untested rookie quarterbacks. Okay, so even, you know, you'd rather have like Peterman in Buffalo? Absolutely. Um, And I guess McCarron is now a possibility again because he apparently does not have the um, fracture that was at first reported by the Buffalo News. But Peterman, I would still have him, despite the five interceptions he threw against the Chargers last year, I'd still have him, oh gosh, a point and a half better than Allen. Wow, that's interesting. Um, Anything else from the preseason games? Maybe even just like Monday night, Steve, how Flacco looked and how Andrew Luck looked. Do you take things from that? I mean, all the accounts have been pretty positive for both those guys. It wasn't Luck's best performance, but you can see that he's not having trouble actually throwing the football. And I'm really not sure because he never threw the ball down the field. I think 13 of his 15 passes were 15 yards or less. Would have liked to have seen him air it out a little bit more, but he certainly looked capable. Flacco looks like he's taken the preseason very seriously. That'll happen when you have a number one a first-round draft pick being a quarterback for your organization. Um, a big takeaway from Monday Night Football is just how important it is when you're betting to get plus one and a half instead of um, playing anything else um, in terms of the money line. Or, and you certainly never want to lay two points because Baltimore wound up closing a one-and-a-half to two-point favorite so many of these games land one, Ross, because the teams all go for two when they score and they're down one at the end of the game. Okay, so explain that. So in preseason football, you got to get at least one and a half. Is that your point? Um, you, you, my point is you don't want to be laying more than one point and certainly not more than two and a half. And let's think about this. So at the end of the game, Baltimore's up seven. If it was a regular season game and you asked me, you know, would you like to have Baltimore minus two and a half? You'd say, oh, absolutely. Love the bet. But in preseason, the problem with having a minus two or a minus two and a half is that if your opponent scores a touchdown, you're dead because there's no way you can win the bet anymore because your opponent's going to go for two and the game is going to land on one every time. Okay. All right. I got it. Um, yeah, preseason preseason's kind of its own animal, isn't it, Steve? It really is. There's been some huge line moves, and so often, you know, getting to the best number is what's most important. And you, if you look at that Monday night football game, for the longest time, that line was indeed pick them, and then wound up going up to Baltimore minus one and a half to minus two. And you can see that, regardless of who you bet, if you bet at the right time and got the right number, you won on either side. 
it doesn't seem like Steve, your your zero and one versus one and zero preseason thing uh, came through this past weekend. There's there's a lot of teams that went to two and zero and fell to zero and two. Yeah, they went four and four. Um, if you blindly had bet on the zero and one teams against the one and zero teams, so it had a rare non winning spread record and. I um yes you know, some bizarre games uh, associated with that but I'm always concerned when an 0 and 1 team like the Tennessee Titans comes up completely empty in a great situation so red flag by the Titans. Um you know one of the other things that I wanted to bring up before we get to the NFC North Steve is just are you a memorabilia guy at all Steve? The only memorabilia I have, Ross, is from the old Stardust Hotel and Casino because they used to give raffle tickets for making bets, and on Friday night they'd give away memorabilia. So I have all these um, like plaques with like Ben Coates and like um, you know various players of the '90s from 20 years ago. Do you um, have you ever like kept a ticket, or you know, I, I, I guess. I mean, if you win, you always cash it in. And if you lose, you probably just chuck it. Have you ever kept a ticket, though, for – like, didn't you say, like, a lot of people for the Vegas hockey team bought tickets just to have it? Yes. And the only ones that I actually did that for is I, I still have a bunch of Jacksonville plus 28 $10 tickets um, because it was the biggest point spread that I in the history of the NFL, so I thought it would be neat to go ahead and play. You know, go ahead and get down on those. I think they were playing New England. Got it. So I I, I mentioned that because we got a new advertiser that I've been tweeting about on social media. It's called Auction of Champions, and it's awesome. I got two buddies here in Central Pennsylvania that are really big into memorabilia, and they're pretty fired up about it. Uh, when I told them like all the different things, you know, every autograph's a hundred percent fully certified. Every item starts at twenty dollars or less. There's no reserves on any item. There's a zero percent buyer's premium until August of 2019, which is awesome. And they have very frequent auctions every two weeks, and they should be moving to weekly pretty soon. So it's pretty awesome. And uh, one of the owners, Alex. He's a listener, which is awesome. So highly encourage people, if you're into memorabilia at all, go to auctionofchampions.com. They have great stuff that I've been posting on social media. And make sure you tell them that Ross sent you. Let's get into the NFC North, Steve. It's our second to last division as we continue to break it down division by division. And uh, we will start. I'm assuming at the top with the Minnesota Vikings. Yes. So, um, and the whole division gets to play the AFC East and the NFC West. So that's a pretty favorable draw. The AFC East being the worst division in football. I tell you what, Ross, if you would have asked me about the Vikings just a couple weeks ago, um, their season win numbers anywhere from 10 to 10 and a half. And I'd be talking about, you want to get down on that over 10, but I'm worried. Worried about the O-line situation. The Vikings have had a history of O-line injuries, and right now they're down three starters, and I just can't recommend them until I see these guys getting healthy. I think we saw 
Cousins absolutely have a really nice week one preseason game, totally unable to function against Saxonville in week two, um, probably because of those O-line issues. Until those are resolved, the Vikings are in a holding pattern. I would lean under 10.5. So I'm kind of with you. I think the offense, the combination of the offensive line, I do think that the other teams in their division will be better. Uh, Green Bay with Rodgers coming back. Detroit, I think, will be better with Matt Patricia. And I think the offensive line will be improved. And I think the Bears will be better. Kind of would be hard for the Bears to be much worse, quite frankly. And so I'm kind of with you. I'm going to lean. I've been telling everybody up until this point, Steve, I've been picking the Vikings to go to the Super Bowl and win it. Like when I go on radio stations or whatever, that had kind of been my thing. You know, we've seen in recent years that after the quarterback position, it really seems like probably, I'd say probably D-line is second and then O-line third. But you might even flip those in some instances. At any rate, we have seen the importance of that. And it's hard to look at their O-line right now and think that it's a a Super Bowl caliber O-line. So I wouldn't put any units on it, but I'd probably have a slight lean to the under for the Vikings as well. I mean, I think they got it about right. I think they win 10 or 11 games. But I'd probably give it a slight under as well right now with the way their, their offensive line issues have come up. And even, you know, losing. You know, Tony Sperano tragically, you know, passing away. I don't think that helps either. Now, it does appear as we're recording this that they're going to add George Iloka, you know, to be their third safety. So they got really good depth some places, just not not along the offensive line. So I'm kind of with you. I'll, I'll lean under as well. And one more thing on the Packers that I, I certainly am concerned about is that I'm a numbers guy, and their numbers are phenomenal, especially on the defense. And I'm wondering if I'm overreacting a little bit too much to the fact that they arguably faced the easiest divisional schedule of anybody last year because they got the Packers twice without Rodgers. And Rodgers, I think, played a, less than a quarter before he went down with the injury in the first game. And that's going to do a whole lot to your defensive rating to have one-eighth of your schedule against the Stiffs that were the Green Bay backup quarterbacks. Yep, I think that that's, that's very fair. You know, I still think if, if that unit can just be average, the offensive line, Steve, can just be average, I still think that they have a chance to really do some things. The issue is, you know, when you get into the playoffs, they're going to be going against some real deal D-lines, you know, like the Eagles D-line. Uh, the Falcons have a good D-line. The Saints do now. The Rams with Sue and we presume Aaron Donald. I mean, you know, it's it's not like I think they can get away with an average O-line in a lot of the regular season games. But in the playoffs, they would really, really be facing some tough competition. So that's not what we're talking about here in the win total. I'm just saying for me telling people I think they're going to go to the Super Bowl and win it, uh, I might have to start to change that change my tune in that regard. But I'll have a slight lean to the under on the Vikings as well. Uh, Up next, I'm assuming, is the Green Bay Packers? They are. Green Bay Packers currently at 10 wins. And I got a little note here. Um, Even though the Packers don't have a depth chart that's very impressive, 
I put my memo says do not bet against Aaron Rodgers. I'm looking at my quarterback ratings, and I have Rodgers number one in the league. Given that's the case, how many times do we see it, Ross? The best quarterback in the league, even with a squad that's completely depleted, still wins nine games every year. So that means if Rodgers stays healthy over the course of the year and you play under 10, you've got one way to win. The Packers winning nine games. That's the only number that you, you really have any reasonable chance to hit and win with. So I am going to pass on the Packers. I think that makes sense, and I don't know that I can go over 10. I, you know, I, I think 10 is the right number for them. I guess if I had to lean one way or the other, Steve, if I had to, I'm not even going to say it. I, I, I guess I'd have a slight lean to the over, but I, I just don't, I don't feel that way. I think they're a, a dead 10-win team. I'm going to pass as well. I think you're on it. And I think you're right. If Rodgers doesn't get hurt, if he plays the whole year, they're winning at least nine games. So you're kind of betting on him to get hurt if you bet the under. So I'll pass as well. Maybe a slight lean to the over. I don't really know why some of their Super Bowl odds and some of the other things we've talked about are so high. Um, I guess it's just the thought process of Rodgers. And I th- is there something, Steve – to when a pretty good team, ha- you know, a, a perennial playoff team doesn't make it because of an injury, doesn't it seem like the next year they always kind of come back and and make it the next year and have a better year? I mean, does Vegas yeah. account for that? Because it certainly feels that way. Yeah, in fact, um, fa- famous hand- as I'm hearing steam play go off, I'll turn that off. Um, Mark Lawrence, famed handicapper. Um, calls those mission teams in college and the NFL a team that's used to having success year after year. And then when they have a rare bad year, they come back with a vengeance and a vigor. And that's typically a team you don't want to stand in front of. That's a real thing, too. Like you think about the year that that Ohio State was down you know, after Trestle and they had an interim coach. That next year, man, they came back. You know, it's like – and now they, you know, they hired Urban Meyer too, which helped. But I think that's that's definitely true in college. I think maybe to a little bit lesser extent in the NFL, but I do think it's a thing. So I'll pass the Packers as well. Uh, let's get to the third team, which is the Detroit Lions. Yeah, so Detroit, I've been touting all summer long because I like Stafford a lot. And, in fact, I have him as my number eight rated quarterback. And if you have a top ten quarterback, you should be able to win eight games. And then I'm watching them in preseason. i got to tell you, there's a lot of weight on Stafford's shoulders because it doesn't matter who they give the ball to. Abdullah, they pick up Kerryon Johnson, Blount, and none of these guys can run the ball at all. And that's the book on Detroit is that they have to throw to be successful. So... I'm going to lean over, um, but I'm, I'm worried that with Stafford having to throw the ball 65% of the time, is he going to make it through a season? He's always banged up, and he seems seemingly he always plays. If he goes down, you are absolutely finished. Um, and I'm worried about Patricia and how good a coach and how good a fit he's going to be, but I'll still lean over 7.5 just because of Stafford. So the number is 7.5? 
it is, and I, I, although I'm worried about Patricia, I still think it's a coaching upgrade, and that's why I'm leaning over. I'm surprised that's the number. I, I would have pegged their number at eight. I would, I would have thought their number would be at eight, and because of that, I'll, I'll lean the over as well. I think there's a decent chance that they get that they get to eight and eight. You know, they they feel like a seven to nine win team to me, and so if they're a seven to nine win team, is it a fair way to look at it, Steve? To say you get a sixty six percent chance that the over hits, and only a thirty three percent chance that it's the under if they're at seven and a half. If I'm pretty confident they're a seven to nine win team. I always try to just break it down into dis- a, a distribution in terms of you know how likely they are to win each game. But I would say, because I think they're closer to an eight-win team, if they really are an eight-win team, and 30% of the time, let's say they're going to win exactly eight games, and then 40, so that leaves me 35% they win more, 35% they win less. That lands me on a 65% bet on over seven and a half wins, and that's pretty solid. Of course, that assumes Stafford stays healthy. Got it. Okay. Well, then I'll just lean over as well. So we both are leaning under on the Vikings. We're both leaning over on the Detroit Lions, and we're both passing the Packers. Well, not, not a lot of variety so far today, Steve. Um, let's get to the Bears. Maybe we'll have some variety there. So the Bears are anywhere from six and a half to seven for their season win number. Both are widely available. The wise guys, the analytics guys, have been betting them over six and a half. The defensive numbers are very good. The feeling is that um, Trubisky has to improve. The wise guys did not like John Fox as a coach, and they think it's a big upgrade to go with Nagy. And the Bears have been one of the more injured teams in the NFL the last two years. Having said all this, and all that certainly is logical to me, I'm going to throw the mathematical numbers in the trash can. I'm going to throw the fact that the Bears had no wide receivers at all last year. They're all injured, and now they have a much better squad. And I still don't see it. I don't see how the Bears get the eight wins with Trubisky, a quarterback. My 32nd-rated quarterback, McCarron, just barely above him. Um, now, if Buffalo has to go with um, one of their other two guys, then Trubisky would move up to 31st. But still, if you have the worst quarterback in the NFL, or almost the worst, you don't win eight games, and that's the only way that I get beat. And I don't think Trubisky's going to be all that much better. I'm going to lean up under the seven against the wise guys in Vegas. Uh, so, okay, if it's under, so if it's under seven, and you um, if you take the under, and it hits seven, you lose. Uh, push, you get your money back. Got, oh, so, okay, well, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Even if you take the under? Yes. If it lands on the number when you're betting, you, um, you get a refund. Okay, yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm losing my mind for a second here. Um, okay, so then I, I, I would lean under as well. I don't really see how they win more than seven games. Not in that division. And I, I'm not a believer in Trubisky yet, so... I'm going to lean under seven. In fact, I'm not just going to lean under seven. I'm going to put a unit on it. I, I'm not. I'm not. I'm just not sold on Trubisky yet, and we'll see. I might be wrong, but I, I think that they're a five to seven win team. I don't think they get to eight, so I think there's a pretty good chance I win. And 
I feel like worst case scenario, I push if the number's seven. Six and a half is a little different, but if we can get the number at seven, I'm putting a unit on the under, Steve. What do you think about that? I agree with it. You know, let's have, well, give me one minute here. If the Vikings are going to win 10, and the Packers are going to win 10, and the Lions are going to win eight, how are there going to be enough wins to go around for the Bears to get to eight as well, especially their, their field games are at the Giants. So they get to play what was the last place team last year, the Giants. Well, the, the Giants are supposed to win seven and a half games this year, and they get Tampa Bay as well, which is not a terrible fourth place team. The reason their season win number is so low is just because their division is, is so strong. So let's do it, Ross. I'll put a unit on Bears under seven. Let's have a best bet. The best bet. I love it. I love best bets. I love breaking these divisions down in depth, and I love the information that they have on that BetQL app. I don't know how much time you spent checking it out, Steve. It's awesome. I love that you can track all your action live with the My Picks feature. They got that powerful algorithm that provides you with their rated value bets every day based on detailed analysis of recent and historical team trends. I mean, you don't have to do it, obviously, but they're at least giving you a heads up that, hey, based on the numbers, you should consider this. They let you know everything quickly about injury info, line movement, the public betting trends, and it's free. You can download it, BetQL, betql betql.co, to download the only app you need. To try to outsmart Vegas in the sports books, betql.co. It's pretty darn awesome. Betql.co. Let's get to an email question. Ever wanted to ask an NFL player a question? Well, here's your chance. It's time to ask Ross. The email address is ross at rostucker.com. I believe this might be the last question we have in the hopper right now. So, if you want to ask your question to Steve, you might get it read as soon as next week because I think this is the last one that we had in the queue, as they say. So take advantage of any of our sponsors, betonline.ag, using the code PODCAST1, or go to auctionofchampions.com, tell them Ross sent you, or BetQL, get the app, send me a screenshot, no matter what, or any of the sponsors over at rosstucker.com, and then forward it to me, ross at rosstucker.com. And, and have a question that you want to ask of Steve. So here's the question, Steve. And this comes to us from Chris. And his question relates to New Jersey and Delaware winning bets. Avid listener. Of, oh, by the way, last week that guy's name was Foofer, not Foofer, Steve. Foofer. He's, he likes the Foo Fighters. So he's a Foofer. Not a foofer like what my daughters call when they pass wind. Uh, or a foop, he's a foofer. So anyway, that's neither here nor there. So this is from Chris. Avid listener of your Even Money podcast. Do you know if New Jersey or Delaware are requiring sports bettors to be taxed on their winnings? If they do, how much is the percentage they take out? Assume I place a bet of $110 to win 100 in either New Jersey or Delaware. Let's say the bet wins. Normally, I would collect the full 210 back to me. Or would I collect slightly less since they could be taking out money from my winnings as tax? I would owe the state. 
Thank you, Chris. Okay, the I believe that the federal laws apply to New Jersey the same as they do in Las Vegas with currency transaction reports, such that if you do wind up cashing out for $10,000 or more, um, or bet more than $10,000 in the day, there'll be no taxation. However, there'll be a transaction report where they'll have to get your name and ID and just say, hey, you put $10,000 into action. But even if you bet 11,000 to win 10,000 and you cash the 21,000, you wouldn't be taxed on that, but you would have a, a report filed on you. And you, of course, should keep your own internal records and at the end of the year, um, you know, go ahead and declare any gambling winnings that you, you go ahead and have. I believe in Vegas, if you play a parlay that hits at a 300 to one or higher level, I believe that's what the trigger point is at that point that you're taxed upon your winnings. I don't know if that's a state or federal rule. Um, if I, if New Jersey is copying that rule, a long shot payout of 300 to one or more would trigger a taxable event. Otherwise no taxes. So if you, if you bet or win less than 10,000, no report is filed. So theoretically they really wouldn't, the, the, the taxing authorities really wouldn't know, right? That's correct, but that's not on any one bet. That's over a 24-hour reporting period. So if um, you basically, if you put $10,000 in currency through them in any 24-hour period, the federal laws say that it's a requirement for them to get your information, your name, your, um, your social, and to report it. So you're supposed to um, you're supposed to be taxed on any any um, gambling wins, right? Any gambling um, that's all taxable income. That is correct. Theoretically, if you go to your local casino and you bet twenty five dollars on a craps table, one have one trial and win twenty five dollars. By the letter of the law, you are supposed to declare that twenty five dollars as income. I can tell you that what most pro gamblers do is they file a Schedule C where they net the gains and the losses against each other, and the net amount is what they wind up declaring as income. Speaking of betters, we say all the time, Steve, about betonline.ag. That's our preferred place and where you guys should go and use the code PODCAST1 to get the 50% sign-up bonus if you haven't already. BetOnline.ag. I had uh, Dave Mason, our buddy. He'll, he'll probably join us next week. But I had him on the Raw Sucker Football Podcast Monday. Uh, since more and more people are getting into sports betting now, like the email question we just had, and he said their biggest liability by far right now, Bet Online Sportsbooks' biggest liability by far right now is the Cleveland Browns. As people are betting the over. People are betting the Browns to win the Super Bowl on you know the long shot odds. And so their biggest liability by far is the Cleveland Browns. How much of that is hard knock, Steve? How much of that is just the moves they've made this offseason? How much of that is people just saying, look, I mean, they're 0-16. It's got to get better. Oh, I think it's the wise guys that are betting. They're taking a look at the individual components and they're evaluating Cleveland's defense as being 
an average team, so an eight-win team for defense. They look at the wide receivers um, for the offense and the overall makeup of the offense, and they're concluding eh, it's a slightly below-average offense. Tyrod Taylor is an or, or Tyrod Taylor Taylor. Let's call him Taylor is my number 19th rated quarterback. You got a lot of average there, Ross, which means they should be hovering right around eight wins and their season win number was five and a half. But I got to tell you, and I need your feedback. Obviously Kaiser sandbagged them last year, minus 28 turnover differential Kaiser, historically bad quarterback performance. How much of it was Kaiser and how much of it is Hugh Jackson? Because I'm watching, I just watched hard knocks for the first time. And I'm watching the interaction, and my gut reaction is I have to be a complete and total buffoon to bet on this Browns team. I am not impressed at all with what I've been seeing. Ross, as a former NFL player who's seen many coaching staffs, do I have a reason to be very concerned? So I think you have a reason to be concerned. Um there are definitely, definitely aspects of it that I'm not impressed with. I will tell you that Hugh Jackson coached me in Washington in 01 and 02, and I really liked the guy. Uh, and actually, Greg Williams coached me in Buffalo in 03. So and he was the head coach. Hugh was a coordinator. I, and I really like both those guys. So I'm a little bit torn. I, you know, I'm trying to remove my personal feelings from the situation. But there are definitely some concerning things like I saw last night's episode where he said to Todd Haley before the second game that the bird had landed, you know, Josh Gordon was back and Todd Haley says to him, has he been working out? I I just like, I'm surprised that they wouldn't know that. Right. Or, or even like going into training camp that Todd Haley would be bringing up. Why are we resting these guys? They need to practice or the running backs coach. I, I, it just seems like the communication, Steve, is not as good as it should be. Like they yeah, should they, they, know ahead of time why they're doing some of the things that they're doing. That's part of, and even like I'll give you an example: Antonio Callaway, three a.m. marijuana suspended license, and they sit him down. And they have this talk where it's like, "Hey, if something happens, you got to let us know right away, and you can't be doing this stuff." How did they not have that? either before or the very second they drafted him after everything he went through in Florida, didn't even play for the Gators last year. How have they not already had that conversation? So there are some very troubling things, I would say. I'm not troubled by disagreement between Haley and Hugh Like I think that's actually healthy. I'm just surprised that they didn't already know what the deal was ahead of time. And there's, well, in terms of Gordon, I would have hired some apprentice to basically spend all his time with him. You know? So I would know everything about what, what he's doing in the, um, when he's away from the team. The, um, I don't even know if that's legal, so maybe, that's, maybe, they, maybe they're unable to do that. But in terms of the coaching staff, my take is you're 1-31, and you're talking to your players like, that's not good enough profanity laced that's not good enough and it's like as the owner of the team i'm just like how can i have my coaches screaming profanity laced um, demands on these players 
to me, it's so unprofessional, and I feel the coaches are not good enough, and they're the ones that should be getting screamed at. So that's just my big-picture take. Yeah, that's just the style of those guys. That's pretty common. I don't know. I don't think the guys think much of it. You know, a lot of the coaches are kind of like that. Some aren't, but it's a fair question. Uh, Yeah, so anyway, that was – I thought that was interesting what Dave Mason said on the Ross Tucker Football Podcast about about Bet Online. That'll do it. Hey, next week we are wrapping it up in terms of the division by division breakdowns. It will be the NFC West. Seahawks looking better than people thought, I think. The Rams not playing anybody. Garoppolo and the Niners and the Arizona Cardinals. Are they really the worst team? in the NFL. A lot to discuss next week. You guys know the deal. We are open for questions. That we're, the, the queue is empty. Get your questions to Steve now before the season starts. Ross at RossTucker.com after you take advantage of any of our sponsors or just rate and review this show and send it to me. Ross at RossTucker.com with your question. Other than that, good luck, everybody. Hope you guys win some money. Thanks for listening to the Even Money Podcast. Make sure to also subscribe to the Ross Tucker Football Podcast, the Fantasy Feast Podcast, and the College Draft Podcast, all available on iTunes at RossTucker.com or wherever podcasts can be found.